Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We're your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm chilling like a bat in a cave, Tyler. How about you? Are you still stuck in that cave? Still stuck. I mean, you were in, we were in that cave last week. Are we still in the cave? Oh, we're definitely in the cave, if you know what we're talking about this week. Yep, so we are still stuck in the Batcave, which means we are talking about another Batman movie. Technically, depending on how you look at it, two movies with the uh, Warner Brothers adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns. Which, if you don't know The Dark Knight Returns, is one of the top-of-the-line Batman comics written by Frank Miller, I believe, back in the mid to late 80s, about ten, almost 10 years ago, Warner Brothers turned it into an animated movie, technically part one, part two, and then later on bundled it together. And Mike, what what is the premise of The Dark Knight Returns? All right, so we got, in the beginning of Dark Knight Returns, we have retired Batman, now just known as Bruce Wayne. He has, he's been 10 years retired. I forget how many years he was Batman. I think he was Batman for 20 years retired for 10 and crime has been rampant since his retirement and he is coping with retirement as well as jim gordon is retiring from police commissioner and all of a sudden he gets thrown back into the midst he dons the mantle once again to show gotham city who its protector is now it's important to bring up that at least initially this isn't any just normal crime in gotham city uh a lot of it stems from uh, a group you could call it a terrorist group if you want to, uh, the mutants, which just roam the city. Uh, they like to slice and dice people, and then led by a guy who actually might just be a mutant. Yes, and yeah, you could say terrorist group. These are ruthless, uh, ruthless crimes. One of them I remember was uh, they kidnapped a child. Ask for ransom, standard stuff. They get the money, family pays against the cops' wishes, and they kill the baby as well. So, again, people that you don't want to fuck with. And, like, like you said, Mike, definitely fear has run rampant in Gotham City. Personally, uh, I guess we can do which part we liked at the end. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a real different take on Batman and Bruce Wayne. You see him more ferocious, more violent. He's kind of the old man of I'm sick of this shit kind of vibe. Yes. And definitely it's good that it showed he wasn't invulnerable throughout the movie, especially at least the first fight with the mutant boss that he it shows he's slow. It shows he's slow. He's got to be smart when he fights, because if not, he's going to get his ass kicked or killed or because he's not prime anymore yeah he's not in his prime and up until midway through both movies he has no backup there is no robin i mean he, he gets one later on but at least initially he's by himself out in the city and we, we should also mention this is a universe where the justice league doesn't exist for the most part and superman does exist and we'll get to him in a little bit but uh it's not like well, oh justice league will come in and save him well justice league did exist but they're all forced to retire. Or work for the government, a.k.a. Superman. Correct. And, Mike, what happens if you say no to working for the government or retiring? Well, 
Who did they send after you? Send the good old Man of Steel, who hasn't aged a day. That's true. Um, this movie definitely did something for me in where they made me not like Superman. And I don't know about you, Mike, but I get it that it's a Batman movie, so he's the main character. But the fact that they were able to make me not like Superman was surprising. Yeah, but, you know, this is a different era where, you know, the Cape and Cowl days are supposed to be over. Superman's basically the only superhero left that's allowed to roam the whole United States. They mentioned that Aquaman went back to Atlantis. Wonder Woman went back to her island of Themyscira. And uh, what was it Oliver Green, Green Arrow? Yes. He, uh, he was forced to retire. Mm-hmm. Yes. By Superman, who took his arm. But it's enough about that. So the movie's broken down into two sections. Section one being Batman returning to crime fighting, which is mostly based off of capturing Harvey Dent, who was supposed to be reformed, fighting the mutants, and that end fight with the mutants. Part two, Batman's starting to get the swing of things again. But, like clockwork, Joker breaks out. So half of part two is Batman versus Joker. Other half is government sends Superman to shut Batman down. So then it is the real Batman versus Superman. But you do have to see that Zack Snyder pulled a lot of source material from this movie for Batman versus Superman. Oh, a lot of it was almost shot for shot, either line by line or shot for shot. You can tell Zack Snyder took a lot of inspiration from this movie. Which isn't a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Well, let's get into uh, what you like about the film, Tyler. So what I like from the film, besides Batman's portrayal as, a, again, older, grittier uh, Batman, was I liked how it took the time to show the different perspectives of people. So, for example, the new police commissioner, you know, the young hotshot who is sick of Gordon shit and sick of Gordon allowing Batman to roam free when he first came on and now when he's came back he's like yeah well you know it's good for the city right now as batman's fans we obviously see the purpose of batman but in this universe you see well you know you gotta uphold the law no matter what and i liked i liked this interpretation of joker as well the fact that he just basically froze in time until he saw and heard about batman that, like he needs batman to live his life batman retires he's just locked up doesn't move he keeps hearing reports about the Batman. You see him over time, like, get life back into him. It's weird. And I don't know. I think that's about it. I mean, the animation was really, really good. Compared to Batman Hush, animation was great. Uh, the action as well was great. I think the highlight is the second mutant fight, boss fight with Batman. That was a lot of nice oh, hand-to-hand combat. In the mud pit, that was and, a nice scene. Mm-hmm. And it really showed that, yes, Batman's old, but he was smart. With the mud, slowed them both down so they're equal. And then Batman's experience came out and was put to good use. It shows that Batman is the technician he is. But, Mike, what else did you like about the movie? I know I've mentioned a bit here so far. Well, just to piggyback off of some of the things you mentioned, I did like the fact that they spent the time to set up where Gotham is. So you're not just like, all right, this is just normal Gotham City. Because it's not. No, it's not. Number two of what I like is the fact that this Batman is 
brutal. I mean, you see him doing things we've never really seen Batman do before. The animation was good, but I feel like the thing that really holds this movie solid is all the action sequences. They're all done flawlessly. And it's amazing how they got everything to work together, like plot-wise. Yeah. So it kind of all fit into place. It all told one cohesive story of Batman in his final years. Yeah, overall, I would consider this one of the better uh, DC animated movies. And I think, if you don't mind, I want to go into a couple negatives here. Uh, At first, I was annoyed by how out of the blue Russia... Like a nuke, sorry, well, yeah. an EMP uh, launched over America and descends America into darkness besides Gotham City, thanks to Batman using the mutant gang for good. But then I remembered, oh, this was written in the 80s. This was the height of the Russia, you know, America Cold War kind of thing, kind of like Watchmen, you know? Yeah. So if you do watch this again, like Watchmen, and you feel out of place by the Cold War, just remember the original. Uh, the original was written in the 80s. So technically makes sense. Um, obviously, I think Frank Miller was not a fan of Reagan. Reagan's a real no. piece of shit in this movie. You can really tell that they depicted him as a very certain way. Uh-huh. Very, yeah, very specific. Uh, not much likable at all. Uh, almost, I guess you could say, a couple like, a little shades of Trump in this day and age. The fact that uh, Reagan was only annoyed by Batman, but the fact that Batman's making Gotham City look good compared to everything else, that's when Superman's got to go in and put him down because he's making him look bad. Correct. Like, no, oh, not ask Batman for help in other nearby cities. No, no, just Superman, go go take care of him. It's like, you're in the middle of a Cold War here and you're killing someone that's helping one of your cities. But hey, Reagan's a piece of shit in this movie. What are you going to do? And right. at first... I was annoyed by the new Robin, but I did grow to like her. I think she was a decent Robin, considering what they had to work with. Uh, Mike, did you have any other negatives about the movie? I don't know. The Joker wasn't my favorite variation. Agreed. Like, don't get me wrong. What he did was pretty awesome. But just the whole style of him kind of was a little off-putting. He seemed to me more like a politician than the Joker. Oh, with the white suit and all that? Yeah, and like, going on talk shows, stuff like that. It was just like, uh... Now, the carnival scene where he's literally going around just shooting random people in the love tunnel, that's the most Joker thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm personally, I was a fan of the talk show because he's locked up. He is older as well, so you gotta have a creative way of getting out. I thought the talk show was a great way. He kept just hyping up the doctor, thinking he's right and all that. I thought that was smart. Uh, but yeah, just the carnival was straight Joker. Just doing what Joker does best. Killing people and having a fun time doing it. Oh, yeah. But besides that, not too many negatives on my end. Yeah, again, this is a really good movie. And if you put both parts together, it's just about two and a half hours. So this is easily, I think, worth sitting down watching the uh, complete version of it. Don't be like, watch part one, but don't watch part two. Because, yeah, you might have a preference, but both are very solid. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. If you had to name which one, which one would you prefer, part one or two? It's tough. It is. I might have to go with part two. Really? I was thinking of going with part one. 
Well, because the highlight of part one was just the end mutant fight. It is, but the lead up to it is very good. So if you take part one by itself, it's a very solid movie. But for me, part two, the Joker stuff was fine. Again, it kind of loses me with the all of a sudden Russia is attacking America. And then it does wrap up strongly with the Superman-Batman fight, but I felt part two was a bit uneven. So if I had to pick one, it'd be part one. A little bit, but for me, part two is just awesome because you have the whole Joker fight, the Superman fight, getting the city back in order. I mean, part two has the bigger moments. There's more of them in part two. Yeah. But again, that's why I feel like watching them both in one sitting works because you build up to the mutant fight, right? The final mutant fight that happens. And then it's just big moment after big moment. You get Joker's out, Rampage. Okay, Joker's dead. Okay, Rush is attacking Superman. And then movie's over. It works. It flows really well. Yeah. So I think this goes, at least this goes without saying for me, but since we having a couple batman weeks i would i do prefer this over batman hush i like batman hush but this clearly both parts are clearly better than batman hush oh yeah it's because from my knowledge of the comic this stuck to the source material very close which is a lot better for you considering how loosely they follow the source material for hush yes like it was inspired by the source material but it was uh uh, wasn't it but but this it was it was on it but there was yeah. a couple things that they changed but for about i want to say a good 90 percent, it stuck to it which again there's always going to be a couple small changes because it's just sometimes uh something won't work that's on a page in motion yeah. it just won't but yeah you're right this was very true to the comic again unlike hush especially toward the end and again this is a very important movie because it's based on a very important comic a lot of Batman writers based some elements of their characters off this comic book. Zack Snyder took a lot of elements from it for Batman v Superman. This is one of the go-to comics for Batman and probably will be for a long time. Correct. Well, I think I've spoken enough about The Dark Knight Returns. Mike, do you have anything else to add about the movie? Nope. I think we kind of covered it. All right. All right. So if... Anyone else had comments about The Dark Knight Returns, how good it was, or maybe they didn't think it was that good, where can they tell us about it? Well, you got two to three options, all depending. Number one, send us an email at entertainmentexpansionoutlook.com. Number two, comment on our last post, or just send us a direct message on our Instagram, which is properly labeled Entertainment Expansion. Or if you want to mosey on down to our YouTube page, check out what else we got going on. Feel free, which is also entertainment expansion. Yep. You can reach us at all of those spots, and we do look forward from hearing from you. But besides that, that's better for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.